Welcome back to the podcast. It's just me today. Um, well, I'm here with a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, my name is Jamie. I don't know what else you want me to say. I mean, you can say whatever you want about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm Jamie. My pronouns are they, them. Um, I'm That's a student. At- <laughs> yeah, I'm a student at the University of Oregon. And yeah, I've known Vivian for... Four, Too much time. <laughs> four years? Five years? I think I, six, six. I think we're getting five. Yeah, uh, five. Six. I, I, I mean, like, we met in sophomore year, in my sophomore year, so it's been about uh, five yeah because i'm in my third year of college wow (laughs) i feel so old (laughs) but i feel like such a baby around people at school (laughs) that's how i feel i'm like wow i'm 20 and then i'll be like (laughs) (laughs) now i have to remember my age (laughs) yeah and then i'll be like talking to people in class and i'm like you are you you are 19 you are 18 you are a child but i'm like no <laughs> it's not right <laughs> you're just a year older yeah like, i've lived through things you could never understand in that one year <laughs> i mean okay my my classmates are usually in their 30s or 40s so i feel like a baby <laughs> oh yeah because it's psu mm-hmm. and it's a lot of non-traditional students Anyways, today we're going to be talking about being Asian, basically. Trigger warning for I don't know who, but this is going to be candid conversation based on our experiences. This isn't like some fancy schmancy research we're talking about. Just our experiences. You can't tell us we're wrong. We weren't there. Okay, um, so how, um, I don't know, let's just start off pretty generically, like, what were like some of your experiences just growing up with two cultures or well, several cultures around you? Yeah, I think, well, I guess I should preface with my cultural slash like racial background. I am yeah. Asian American, specifically <laughs> Chinese American, but it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. I mean, similar for me, but I usually identify more as Vietnamese, but then if I start getting more into the complexities, it, I'm giving you my life story then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, like, I mean, like, everyone talks about that question of where are you really from? I don't know. Every time I, I like to give people a hard time when they ask me that question. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it more fun that way. <laughs> yeah. Because, I, mean, I don't know. I, I just find it fun because I get asked it so much. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually never been asked that question, I don't think. Or if it did, it just, like, happened so long ago Mm -hmm. that I just, like, brushed it off. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't usually get asked it that way. I I honestly don't know if I'd rather have them ask me, where are you really from? Or what kind of Asian are you? I don't know. I mean, at least if they ask what kind of Asian are you, they're pretty, they're being upfront about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. but like my thing is like usually when i'm talking to people of other cultures i don't just like i don't start off thinking like finding it like a priority to find out what their race or ethnicity is just like it'll come up naturally yeah exactly (laughs) that's just the weird thing about me for me like if it's like someone that knows you like if if i knew them if it was someone that knew me for like 
two, three years, and I've somehow never brought up being Asian or Vietnamese or anything like that, I, I'm not going to be offended. But if it's like I just met you and that's the first question you ask me, I'm not going to give you a very, I'm going to give you a hard time. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me, though. Yeah, for me, it really depends on the context because it's like mm-hmm. hard to describe mm-hmm. the background. I guess, like, very briefly, yeah. it's like my family's from China if you go back mm-hmm. far enough. Yeah, but there were yeah. a couple of generations that were in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And then what people don't really realize, what a lot of people don't really realize, is that like Vietnam has a pretty large Chinese population. Yeah, it does. Like, There's a lot of overlap. Like, My mom's Chinese, but she doesn't speak Chinese. And then like, I, I'm sure I might have family in China, but I don't know. I'm not aware of it because my grandparents, like, they left China so long ago. Like, they were, they were either not born or they were, like, toddlers when they left. Yeah. That's, like, it's, like, there's no way to know. And yeah. I know I have, like, family all over the world. I, there's no way on earth for me to know where all my family is because I feel like they just, like, lost touch with each other. But something that just scares me is just, it's, like, if I were to, like, have an SO and they had, like, a the same last name as my mom or something like oh my god what they were secretly my cousin we didn't know i don't know that's just me being weird (laughs) yeah yeah no i mean like it 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 is what it is i don't know but okay but that would be really weird (laughs) yeah because like also (laughs) i think i have the same last name as your mom right you do yeah oh my god what if our families were distantly related I went down that rabbit hole for like five seconds. I was like, you know, that's ridiculous. (laughs) I don't think so. Just because like Mm -hmm. my last name, like if you do the Chinese translation, it's pretty common Mm -hmm. in like Southern China. So true. True. Yeah. And my last name is pretty common in Vietnam. Like, oh my God, I find this so weird. Like in fourth, no fifth grade, they were in fourth grade. Like I went to an elementary school where we combined fourth and fifth grade together for some reason. I don't know why. Ask the school district. Um, but like we we this was the only person I met with the same last name as me, and for some reason everyone just thought that we were siblings or we should date each other, which was a very weird thing for people to think. Yeah, that's. Oh, sorry for the cars that drive by. It's oh. fine. You you're you're not the one driving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no, same last names. I've never actually. Mm-hmm experience that actually no then i guess you gotta go meet my family or more of my family members you already met some (laughs) yeah i do remember though freshman year Mm -hmm. of high school because we did Mm -hmm. swim team together yeah someone put two jamies down on the list there was jamie deep Mm -hmm. and then jamie fan So they fucked up. Oh, sorry. Can I can I say can I curse or no? No, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. So they fucked up and they put you down as Jamie as well. Oh wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, how did I not know that? I don't know. It's because like my dad was an official, so like we were talking mm-hmm. about it and he got really confused and I was like GG oh. man. <laughs> oh my god, it's like I give up. Yeah. That's just funny, though. I mean, like, I also remember, like, I've, I, because, like, I've been getting, like, tested for ADHD and stuff, so I had to talk a lot about my childhood to the therapist with the assessment, 
like i don't know i keep going back and forth with this thing that that it happened for two years straight like i think it was a race thing i have some friends that are trying to continue that no way that's not racing like some teachers mess up because there's so many students but this was fourth and fifth grade and i was with this teacher for two years and they kept mixing it up with the same person oh it's we were just both asian yeah i was like this is definitely a race thing like we look nothing alike yeah it's, I mean, it's a race thing it, that's what i was saying and they're just like no 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 no. i'm like okay you guys aren't asian you don't get it yeah. like i i feel weird when i have to convince people of something that's happened to me that is racist and they're trying to say it's not racist i don't yeah. know has that happened to you before um not really because like when something low-key racist like that happens the only people i really talk to about it are like other poc so like that's true and then going to going to cleave i know that's like the thing about talking to other poc it's like we all get it even if even if we're not like the same race like we still get it yeah like i like i've had a friend who was like her parents were from nigeria and stuff and we like connected a lot on things like just like similar like issues and honestly identity crises <laughs> and stuff like that like it's just so nice to have like another person who gets it but you don't really get that with like the high school ones because let's be real like 90 percent of the population was white yep it was just so like i feel like in high school like we had like well, for me at least i had to kind of like present like a distilled version of myself without like pushing culture in their face so that they wouldn't get too confused or confronted by just being different mm-hmm. oh, that's just me though yeah i guess my experience is a lot more different from you just mm-hmm. because like i went to woodstock which had an immersion program yeah i well at least with my middle school i was at lane we had a lot of asian people but it was like a mix of like chinese and vietnamese people for the most part but like you know i had my group of asian friends that was like my main friend group like we all got it but then going somewhere where it was like there were like no asian people to talk it was just so so jarring Yeah. yeah can't be candid or no. as candid. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the amount of whitewashing I had to do oh, going yeah. into high school. Oh my god, I feel you. Like, I like I rarely, like, unless it was, like, another, like, Asian person or just person, person of color who, like, at least understood having different cultures, I, like, barely talked about, like, how my childhood worked or, like, how my house structure worked or like not not the not the building is i don't know anything about architecture <laughs> i am not in school for that um but like when i was like talking about my home life or just like my childhood like i like i've been experiencing that now like like talking to some friends and connecting them more like they don't um, like i've had people like say like you know you sound like really deprived or like i was missing out on the experience but it was just that was just the way asian parents raised their kids like I did hang out with friends after school and stuff, really, unless it was, like, after school program or we were in something together and just happened to be there. It wasn't like, I go to your house and play video games with you right after school. Like, it was never that. It was just school, home, extracurricular activities that I get brought to, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just it's so weird to explain, like, I don't feel deprived. Like, I feel like I had a good childhood growing up. It's just different from what Americans usually have. Well. 
white people. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mood. Yeah. No, I feel that. Like, it's so hard to explain, like, family structures yeah. to, like, my my own family structure to, like, Yeah. It's like, white sometimes people. you have to research it, but that's, you have to kind of be there to get it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I speak multiple languages when I go home. And, like, none yeah. of them I speak when I'm, like, I'm down in Eugene right now. So, like, none of them I yeah, speak yeah. when I'm here. Uh, like, when I explain, like, extended family stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like, I didn't. Like, you know your extended family? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I know my extended family. I spent a lot of time with them growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, my like my like what like my household my household is small but if i start my sin family is still my family so i technically have a pretty large family just oh just oh my god considering how many aunts and uncles are on one side of the family i think i fit the definition of large family like how how does how does someone not call someone with more than five aunts and uncles on one side not a large family yeah. not even half of them yeah and yeah it's yeah it's just really hard to explain like the especially if they are close like the odd like closeness yeah, of it because oh sorry go ahead oh no i was just agreeing with you <laughs> yeah like for me growing up i didn't go to preschool mm-hmm, and so like i didn't make a lot of friends before mm-hmm. i obviously started elementary school yeah but yeah. it was so i spent all of my time with like my cousins Mm-hmm. so like I and I, I talked to my brother about this and it's like most the majority of my early childhood like socialization comes from like interacting with my family and my extended family yeah yeah same like I remember like even like once we were in school like I did have friends but I would never say that I was as close to them as like I was to my family members at the time like I'm thinking about like elementary and middle school you know mm-hmm. like I would during the summer spend like most of my day at my cousin's house because no parents are around and you know parents don't trust kids to be home alone for a while yeah so like i would spend most of my days at my cousin's house because my uncle would be there even though he was not really there he was just in the house yeah we were doing our own thing though but like yeah we we i feel like that was when i was the closest to my cousins like now that like even though we have COVID stuff like i don't talk to them as much but you know it's not like i'm not close to them at all I, we just, I just don't talk to them as much yeah yeah it's like there there's an understanding of mm-hmm. like yeah we're we're family you know so yeah. it's like we've known each other there, there's a history there so it's very mm-hmm. easy to just like it's easy to just talk to them yeah and i don't know like i've had people not understand like my whole family first friends later and stuff like i like i feel like my parties are like family school and then friends like they they don't understand me putting them at the bottom of the list like it's not that i don't care about you're not just you're just not the top yeah yeah it's not like they're at like the bottom bottom you know but like there are things that come first yeah yeah but it's just i i value my family like because like a lot of asian cultures have more of a um collectivist mindset it's like all about everyone's well-being not just your individual well-being which is what's like what we what gets promoted in America, which is really like awkward to be in. It's like, you know, I care about myself, 
if I don't care about myself to the extent where I'm gonna be really vain and selfish like a lot of people can be here. Yeah, yeah. That's just me. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it is our personal experience because obviously yeah, like you know, Asian Yeah, I'm Americans not trying are, to like like yeah, we're yeah, not I'm, a monolith, but like Yeah, yeah. We don't speak for all Asians. Like I, I find that really dumb about like when people start talking about like their cultures, like they always have to preface like, this is my experience. I do not speak for all Asians. Like, I don't understand why people think we would speak for all Asians. Like, you're because, one person, and then there's a million of them. Yeah. I, I get it, knowing one Asian person, but. <laughs> yeah. It's because, like, white people. Um, <laughs> white people. <laughs> um, <laughs> they. <laughs> um, you know, depending on where they're from, mm-hmm. like, yeah. one POC may be, like, the only, like, BIPOC person that they know. And that's so that true. may be, like, a representation of what people of color are for them. And it's, like, that's yeah. why you constantly have to assert, like, this is just my experience. That's true. That's true. I um, feel like it should just be, like, common knowledge. I mean, it is yeah, a BIPOC it, that is yeah. common it's common knowledge to us, but it's not common knowledge to the majority. Yeah, so just or, like... yeah. Yeah, it can get really frustrating to constantly have to remind people that, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not represent my entire culture and people, yeah. whoever that, yeah. or whatever, whoever I, that may be. I've, like, gone into, like, debates or arguments with friends over, like, their cultural misunderstandings. Like, it actually happened a couple of days ago. Like, they were talking about, like, full, like arranged marriages are icky, but, like, I have a friend, her her family's Sri Lankan, and she's going to do an arranged marriage. But it's not like the arranged marriages that they did in, like, Victorian England. Like, it's consensual. Like, the parents are the ones, like, you know, they're, like, picking the candidates and stuff. But, you know, they're still, well, you know, that Indian matchmaking show on Netflix. Like, you get, an ex- you get like, a, a look into that experience. It's not like you will marry this person whether or not you like it. Like, you have some say in it. It's not as icky as it, like, sh- sounds. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, yeah, sorry, go ahead. It's just a lot of cultural context. It's, like, different. That's all yeah. I was going to add. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to it, especially to, mm-hmm. like, arrange marriages today, because there's many different ways to do it, and you have to be very, like, careful when you talk about it, especially yeah. in an educational setting, because you don't know, like, yeah. maybe a, one of your students has, like, parents who are in an arranged marriage, and you're saying, like, mm-hmm. it's a human rights violation, and, like, what are you saying about your student's yeah. family, you know, yeah. their parents. Yeah. So. Like, actually, my friend has actually talked about that. Like, that actually, like, I think they were reading, I don't know if they were reading Pride and Prejudice, but they were reading something, like, you know, that relates to arranged marriages. And their teacher did say something like that. But this friend, like, she went to school in Beaverton. So, um, like, so 90% of her class or something, majority of her class was, like, Asian. And that was, like, a common thing for them. And they just, like, like all looked at each other, like, did she really say that? Because, like, that was still a prominent, that's still a prominent thing in their culture. Like, you know, that makes sense. Because when people say some dumb things like that, or just they say things in a bad way, mm-hmm. you, you get that, like, look, it's like, did you really just say that? Like, do you mean it that way? Or do you, do you want to slightly tweak what you just said? Like, this is your chance to fix your, what your words just were. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is also, like, intention versus, mm-hmm. like, what actually comes across. Yeah. Um, and the effect that it has. 
Yeah, I'm like, cause yeah, I mean, crazy. <laughs> but yeah. it is life. That it is. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, so would you like say like the way you interact with like your just your white friends and your BIPOC friends are kind of different? Yeah, I would. Um, not necessarily like. It's not like you're changing your personality or anything. No, I'm not. Like I'm still I, a very yeah. chaotic person. Yeah, like, all I of know. my friends. <laughs> Yeah, it's just that, like, I don't know, I guess there's a lot less mm -hmm. having to explain myself. That's true. I also feel like with me, like, I'm not changing who I am. I feel like with me, there's just, like, a little bit less candidness when it comes to, like, culture, because I always have to, like, feel like, because I also, like, because I always, because just from, I guess, living as I am, I usually take into context, like, what other people's backgrounds are and how they might interpret things. Whereas I know, like, with some of my white friends, like, they don't have the experience, they haven't experienced that. So, like, when I say something, I always think out, most of the time, sometimes I just pour things out. Um, I always think about how it's going to come off to someone who might not understand it. Whereas, like, sometimes the way some of my white friends say things, they the way they say it, it does not come off right. Like, it just doesn't sound right. It just feels icky to me. Yeah. Know? And that can just be, like, they don't, even they if they've learned it. about it, they don't actually understand what it's like to live through that. And with yeah, us, yeah. like, I think the, the the thing I kind of think about is, like, Asian jokes, right? Mm-hmm, Because mm -hmm. we make a lot of Asian jokes. We do. <laughs> but if a white person does that, like... It's not okay. It's not okay. Um, We're reclaiming the stereotypes and changing it. Yeah. Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, the stereotypes are ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like it's coming from like a sense of camaraderie, you know. Yeah. Whereas it is. if if someone who's like not Asian or not Asian American mm -hmm. tries to make that joke, it's like where where you try whether what is your intention? Like what are you trying yeah. to do? Buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. Um, what was I? Oh, right. Like I like I've had friends like you know how like you know yellow is usually where like negatively associated for like Asians and stuff because like that's how they use the describe skin tones and stuff. Even though I am very much not, despite the lights, I am not a yellow person. Yeah. Um, but, like, I had friends that, like, skirt around just using the word yellow when, like, the fact that they, like, censor it so much from their speech when they're, like, talking about something from a historical context in relation to, like, Asians and Asian Americans, it just kind of, like, muddles what they're saying. It's like, I don't, you're, you're like, censoring yourself so much, I do not know what you're saying. Like, which words are you addressing? Like, I feel like when they're talking in those contexts, like, you're not calling me these things. You're just saying them, not calling anyone those things. It it makes sense to say those words, but starting it around so much just gives the words so much more power, I feel like. Yeah. I am not a fan of, yeah, like, I, people saying slurs because I personally yeah. don't like to say them myself. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if it's... If it's like written out completely, like I don't care. Just don't yeah. like for me it's like, okay, like let me know what you're talking about, but you don't need there mm -hmm. are plenty of ways to do that without yeah. like saying the word and mm -hmm. overly censoring yourself to the point where we yeah. don't know what you're it, talking it's about. Just like, if you're if you're reading it to me, I don't know what you're talking about. If I'm seeing it, fine, but you know, it's just like I'd like to know what's going on here. 
Yeah. But. I just don't like when they're overly censoring themselves. Like, I understand censoring yourself. Like, I'm not going to say those either, usually. Like, slurs are just like, oh, that's like a no-go for jokes, I feel like. Yeah. Like, I remember, I don't know, like, if this was a thing for you in middle school, but, like, I had a lot of, like, people say, like, ugh, I'm going to hate myself for saying this, like, Ching Chong and stuff, like, trying to sound Asian, like, as if they were, they could speak, like, Mandarin or anything like that. It's like, I don't, I don't speak that language, but you sound ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that was, like, I don't know if that was a thing for other middle schools, but that was just such a big thing in my middle school. For us, it was very tongue-in-cheek. And mm. it was only among, like, either the immersion group or, like, mm-hmm. more specifically, like, the Asians. Yeah. Where we'd be like, oh, haha, Ching Chong. But, like, <laughs> it was always... <laughs> <laughs> it was like, amongst you guys. <laughs> it was amongst us, and so we, like, it was just very, very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, yeah, but for me, it was, like, I feel like it was pretty racist, because this was, like, this was all, like, non-Asian people, like, like none of the Asian oh. students were doing it. It was, like, oh. Yeah, that's a Like, note. I'm thinking about it, and I'm, like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's so weird to, like, think about, like, at the time, like, I never, like, really thought, like, oh, these are all racist things. But, like, I feel like once I hit high school, I was like, oh, my God, my middle school was so racist in some ways. Like, yeah. oh, my God, how did I not notice? I was a dumb child. <laughs> but I was a child. Yeah. So it's just, it, like, it's tricky to navigate. It is. It is. I feel like now, like, as an adult, like, I overanalyze some situations, which... Well, usually it has to. I don't overanalyze while I'm going through, but it's usually like afterwards. Like, was this a racist thing? Was this not? Because like, there's all these like social movements going on. It's like I just want to know. Like, I know Portland paints itself as like, you know, very like liberal, accepting place, but there are still some faults in like the way that they present themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of day of the day, it's like still a really white city. You know, it is. I, I'd like to find some sprinkles of color, please. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I one thing I don't like about Portland is, like, if you want to, like, go to, like, a, like if you want to experience another culture, like, it's kind of, like, divided up into, like, different sections of the city. Like, we have the Jade District, and then we have, like, I don't know if we have, like, a specific place for, like, uh, Hispanic people, but I know the Mercado is a good place, usually. But... I feel like it's just like you have to know a specific place to go to experience those cultures. You can't just walk into the city and be wafted into a bunch of cultures. You just have to know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, growing up in Portland, it's like, just like getting back to like, it's such a weird vibe. It is. It is. Like, I didn't feel not accepted, but I also didn't feel accepted at the same time. Yeah, and it's really hard to, like, describe that. Just because, like, there is a pretty sizable Asian, Asian-American mm-hmm. population in Yeah, Portland. there is, there is. Like, it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, you, it's just, it's like they're hidden sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that, a not. lot of that has to do with, like, gentrification and low-key yeah, segregation, but, like... <laughs> like, my neighborhood is so white now. Same. It's so white. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, like, I mean, there are some people of color who moved in, but, like, the people of color who moved in, they're usually, like, renting, and there's, like, ten of them in a tiny house. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
you can really see the gentrification, especially like because like you know you we we work around this area, like there's all those apartment buildings that are getting built and stuff. That's yeah. just that's not gonna help. Yeah, and it's like how many of those units are gonna be like affordable housing units that you know yeah. generally speaking more people of color are gonna that's, be like moving that's into. You, that's like the main issue with Portland. I feel like like they. They say we have a housing... I mean, yeah, we do have a bad housing market because everyone wants to own a house, but living here is really expensive. <laughs> like, we're lucky in the sense that we, like, at least have our parents that we can go to to be in Portland. I mean, you're not in Portland right now, but, you know, you're still yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I was talking with my mom mm -hmm. about a lot of things, a lot of which has to do with housing, but, like, mm -hmm. when my mom first came to America, that was, like, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. And she, we were just talking and she was like, yeah, you know, like I, I used to like take this bus here and we lived down over like in, towards, towards Mount Scott. And I was like, oh, cool. And then she mm -hmm. goes, yeah, but like, and then I was like, yeah, where did the Asians all like used to live? And she was like, oh, they all lived in like Brooklyn and Selwood. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what? <didn't> think, what? <laughs> now, I feel like now the Asians are kind of like just spread out everywhere, to be honest. That's just how I feel. Yeah. It's still mainly in Southeast. Yes, for sure. For sure. Like, towards I, like, 82nd. But... Oh, yeah. Especially that year. Because that's like literally like, I consider that like Asian Central because it is called the J District. Yeah, but they only recently gave it that name, like, a few years back. Yeah, it was only recent. Like, before that, it was... I I, unof I unofficially considered it Asian Central. But now it's kind of officially Asian Central. Yeah. Especially with the Asian markets. Man, it's it's quite a jarring experience to take a white person into one. It's like, yes, these are all normal things. I've, I've had people that are, like, I don't know how you feel about during, but I love during. Like, I'm actually the person who would put my face in it to smell it. And <laughs> take everyone out for sure. Because I'm like, ew, durian smells. Yeah. You know? No, durian smells really good to me. It does, right? It's like, it just makes me think of my childhood. It's so creamy. I just, like, every time I smell it, I think of the taste. And I, I, I don't know if I should feel offended or not, but every time I hear people hear durian ew gross i'm never gonna try that it sounds disgusting or it smells disgusting it's like you don't know until you try it yeah like people who... understand sorry go ahead go i was gonna say i don't understand why people find the smell off putting yeah well i'm convinced that it's like a genetic thing maybe because like, like like cilantro yeah because like i was talking mm -hmm. with my parents and my parents love it i love it my brother yeah. hates it you know right. he's eaten it before and he's grown up but he like has always hated it you know yeah and he says like it smells horrible <laughs> to him mm -hmm. um and there are like yeah. other people in my extended family who like can't eat durian. actually that could that could make sense because like i i did send you an article about asian earwax and body odor like yeah. that's a genetic thing apparently yeah, like I knew about the earwax. I didn't know about the body odor thing. I know. But... I was like, what? Wait, I was like always confused. Why do I like not smell as bad as these people? Like I'm like it's like I literally I'll literally have not showered for two days. I'm like I don't even smell that bad. Like I I like no one says anything about how I smell, and I don't even notice the smell. So it's like I must not smell bad. Whereas I mean, like if someone I knew smelled really bad, I would tell them. But yeah, it's just so weird. Yeah. But yeah, the that the would whole... be interesting to look into, though. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, 
anyone want to take up a research question? <laughs> yeah. I don't have research on you're the smarts. <laughs> yeah, it's like not bo, but preference on durian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we already know about the bo. Like there is actual science on that. Yeah, I don't. That was fun. I I think reading that article about the earwax and body or thing. I mean, I already stopped wearing deodorant during the pandemic. But I think that just convinced me to full on not even go back to wearing it. Because I don't even sweat that much. It's like kind of a joke among some of my like friends that there's, there's like mo there, not many of them are white in this group I'm thinking of. But like I like have the least body hair out of everyone. Like like I barely have armpit hair. Even if it's fully grown, I don't think people can really notice. Yeah. It's like weird. I know it's not, it doesn't apply to everyone. It, it just somehow really applies to me. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. want to, do you have any final thoughts, Jamie? Or do you want to shout anything out? Do I want to shout anything out? No. You can always promote yourself. <laughs> I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please don't find me. Please don't. It's like, I'm going to stay in my corner of the internet. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep to myself. Do my own thing. You don't no. exist. Yeah. I guess final thoughts are, you know, Asians are not a monolith. <laughs> yeah, and we're not a model minority. That's that is honestly, honestly, the origin behind that that stereotype is just like, oh my god. <laughs> and yeah. you say America ain't racist? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna dive into that though. <laughs> Someone can look it up. Like, some of these things people can just look up as a ridiculous thing. Yeah. I guess, like, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we just want to get through the day. Yeah. And bottom line is, like, some people will get our experiences, and some people yeah. won't. Are going to be like, where did this come from? Why? How have I never heard this? It's like, because we don't. You're probably not a part of the... It's not like we have some secret club. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. And then, like, we can find our people, you know? The people that, mm -hmm. like, we really connect with and the people who, like, just get it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's nice to have those people. Yeah. I'm grateful but, for having those people. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, we live, we were born in a country mm -hmm. based on genocide and colonialism capitalism mm -hmm. and so because of that uh the place we live is like inherently racist and yeah like the most Let's we can just do try to navigate through it yeah like just to try to navigate through it and mm -hmm. you know it's not just our job but like it's everybody's job to yeah challenge that norm and... yeah i mean like we've got a lot of social movements going, which is honestly way better than just like honestly just like two years ago i feel like yeah like there's a lot of change going on and i don't really see it stopping for a while to be honest it yeah. it might die down a bit but it'll come back you know it's like waves of change yeah yeah and so all right yeah the most you can do is to just live through it and try to be a good person yeah well I think that's it for today's episode. It's kind of 